Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, it was one of the most incredible nights in Los Angeles Lakers history. We did it. Yes, we can. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Uh, Christopher James Canty, congratulations and good morning. Your, your sarcasm is nor amusing or entertaining. I, I, I just don't appreciate it. I don't understand it. I keep telling you you're a bad teammate, and you keep finding new and creative ways to be a worse teammate. I don't get it. I don't know how Cheryl puts up with you. The woman is a saint. God well, bless your wife. All I can you tell you is you are insufferable, especially in days well, like this. Well, guess what? We're just getting started. Here we go! Only one place to start. Three-pointer by Edwards. No good, and that will do it. In an absolutely thrilling play-in game, the Lakers escape 108-102 in overtime. They advance to the NBA playoffs where they will play the Memphis Grizzlies on Sunday in Memphis. Oh, what an absolutely thrilling night. Boy, right spot on on the call on 710 ESPN in L.A. As the Lakers win last night, it is one place to start. Brought to you by AutoZone. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Canty, I, uh, I have to tell you, I did not know that these two words could actually go together, but as of about 1 a.m. last night, Eastern Time, I figured out that they do, and those two words are embarrassing victory. That's what it was for the Lakers last night. I didn't know it was possible. When you are going up against a Minnesota Timberwolves team without Rudy Gobert, without Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards is god-awful, shoots 3 for 17. He's Mm. 0 for 9 from 3, and you're down 15 in the third quarter. But wait, wait, the heroics are coming. Lakers come all the way back, hold them without a field goal the last six minutes, and it is Dennis Schroeder from the corner, injected into my veins. Everybody's going nuts. Only to have with 1.4 Anthony Davis to commit one of the ugliest and dumbest fouls I've ever seen. And then an OT almost gave it away. So in all of this to just say, congratulations. Wow. Really quite an accomplishment for the Lakers. You and Kendrick Perkins and so many others have laughed at me at the suggestion that this Lakers team is nothing special. They're not even nothing special, Canty. If you think they are going anywhere but the beach in the next 10 days, you are kidding yourselves. I'm sorry, did the Lakers lose last night or did they win? They barely won. It doesn't matter if they barely won. There are no style points in the postseason. This is the play-in tournament. It's survive in advance, and you saw the air of desperation last night in both teams. And it's not the Lakers' fault that the Minnesota Timberwolves were lights out shooting the basketball through the first three quarters. They had 13 three-point makes and shot over 50% for the field. So I get it. They're shorthanded, no Gobert, no Jaden McDaniels, but that was still a live dog of a team. Carl Anthony Towns played up. Listen, Carl Anthony Towns through the first three quarters was phenomenal. Now, 
just so happens that the Lakers were able to get them foul trouble early in the fourth, and I think that turned the tide in terms of what Minnesota was capable of doing on the offensive end. But you also got to consider how well Mike Conley played. I mean, Mike Conley was phenomenal last night, and that's a more than capable NBA veteran that had six three-point makes on his way to 23 points and shooting those final three free throws to push the game into overtime. So don't hit me with this garbage about the Lakers being a team that 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 ceiling is a lot lower than I think it is based on last night's performance. Last night is just reflective of how competitive the games are going to be once we get to the playoffs. And we knew that games in the Western Conference are going to be closely contested. So I don't think you can take anything out of last night's game other than the fact that LeBron and AD played great and the Lakers with the cast of characters, the role players that they have on any given night, somebody is going to step up in last night, especially in the second half, that somebody was Dennis Schroeder. Uh, that's fine. Listen, you can take something out of last night. LeBron certainly is. He's taken bow. We went 2-10. The uh, analytics side said we had a 0.3 chance of making the postseason. So, you know, that's all you asked for is a chance, I guess. You know, for us to turn around our season and uh, give ourselves an opportunity to uh, compete for the Larry O'Brien trophy, that's all you can ask for. You are LeBron James. Act like it. You are the Los Angeles Lakers. Act like it. Let's not do handstands over the fact that you just want to play in game off a ridiculously shorthanded team that you almost blew the game against in your own building. And you and Keyshawn, Keyshawn's out there this morning wearing his Lakers jersey. You guys are absolutely nuts to be pounding your chest and think that this is a team that's going on a run. Who's pounding their chest? Nobody's pounding their chest. You that have wasn't told a me perfect... for weeks that this team's going on a run in the postseason. That wasn't a perfect game by any stretch. Oh, my gosh. They can are, are you going to let me talk? Are you going to let me talk? I, I have you for don't, weeks, you, and I haven't heard Lakers, the reason why Your this Lakers team is hate good. is seeping through your pores, and it's not a good look for you. This, this this shade of haterade that you're wearing is not great for you, man. It really isn't. It's not haterade. All I will say is this. It wasn't a perfect game last night. And you know how I know it wasn't perfect? Because the Lakers allowed 30 points off of turnovers last night. You know how I know it wasn't perfect? It's because the team shot 32% from three-point land and 41% from the field. It was an awful shooting night for the Lakers. They were sloppy with the basketball, especially with possessions in the fourth quarter. But their saving grace was their ability to play defense and their ability to knock down free throws and their ability to out-rebound their opponent. They, they were pluses in all of those categories. And any time you can check all of those boxes, you're going to give yourself a chance when it comes to playoff-style basketball. And that's why I'm bullish on the Lakers, and that's why I think they have more than a puncher's chance in this series against the number two seed in the Western Conference, the Memphis Grizzlies. So they still look capable to you of making a run. Oh, absolutely. Oh They're God. absolutely capable. Wow. I mean, think about you're, it. You're in calling crunch me time, a hater. You you're had a to have De- In crunch time, you had D'Angelo Russell on the bench, Malik Beasley on the bench, Jared Vanderbilt on the bench. These are all guys that we were praising the Lakers for at the deadline for making the move to get them because of how much of a difference they made. Listen, they are 16-7 and since the All-Star break, the best record in the entire NBA. Now, this is a team that started the season 2-10. and They have completely turned their season around, and that's what LeBron James is talking about, for this team to have the mental toughness, the fortitude to get to this point. They weren't over 500 until April. For goodness sakes, give them some credit for what they've accomplished. It's a hell of a turnaround. 
Now we get to put all of that behind us and focus on a, a, a series, a seven-game series against the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll see what happens. But I like their chances, especially with the deficiencies that the Grizz have inside because of what's going on with Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. You can call me a hater all you want. You I'm, are a hater. I, no, it's not a hater. You, you are a hater. Objective. It's you're watching being, and you're, understanding you're being that I don't have a rooting interest in this in either side, and I see a team that is nothing short of remarkably unimpressive. I see a team that is not capable of doing much, and you just said they have a seven-game series with the Grizz. I got news for you. It's a five-game series with the Grizzlies, and Memphis is going to move on. This is not a problem for Memphis. Not in the least. I, I, the Lakers may get a couple out of it, but I, there's no reason for me to believe in anything I have seen. Like, you can point to all you want to last night. Canty, you know in your heart of hearts, in a must-have game, they played uninspired for the majority of it, and they made a couple of plays when they had to. That was it. That was well, it. L- listen, you move listen, on, and that's great. There's I, nothing that I have seen from the Lakers that suggests in a series that is win four games that they're capable of doing it. How about they didn't allow the Timberwolves to have a field goal in the final six minutes of regulation? And then they fouled them with 1.4 left on an open okay, three. Okay, that was, that was, that was a blunder. Open. That was a that was a blunder. From Anthony Davis, and and that was, and then you turned it that, over that, at that the was, end of overtime and almost blew it. If Torian Prince could hit an open shot, the, you're you're trying to give these games away that the other team just wasn't capable of taking it. I know I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm I'm trying to explain that the Lakers didn't play their best basketball and still found a way to win, which I thought was a characteristic of a championship caliber team. But apparently you're finding ways to dispel that. So I don't know where to take the conversation. The fact that they can get stops, I think is important. And that's what Darvin Ham was talking about in the timeout at the end of the third quarter. He was saying, listen, guys, just get stops to cut it to less than 10. And that's exactly what they did. They walked the Minnesota Timberwolves down systemically. And the fact that they trust the game plan, they didn't panic, and they were able to make the requisite plays down the stretch and get the stops, I think that matters when it comes to being able to win games in the postseason. you got to find ways, path, different pathways to win when you're not playing your best, when role players that you're relying on come up short. And they did that. And Dennis Schroeder made a big shot. Rui Hachimura knocked down a couple of big threes. Now, I don't love the fact that they turned the ball over a couple of times on inbounds plays in the fourth quarter. I don't love the fact that Anthony Davis got called for traveling down the stretch at the top of the key. I don't love the fact that AD fouled Mike Conley at the end of regulation with less than a second to go. I don't love those plays. I don't love the moving screen for Rui Hachimura at the end of the fourth quarter. But they found ways to overcome those things, just like they found ways to overcome various injuries and deficiencies throughout the entirety of the season. To me, being able to look adversity in the face and come out on the winning side of it is the mark of a good team. And the Lakers have proven that to this point. So why would I think that they wouldn't have a chance against the Memphis Grizzlies? Are they beating the Grizzlies? You know I'm picking them to beat the Grizzlies. You know that. How many games? I got the Lakers in seven to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I do. Well, I think we're on. I think we're on for a wager. That's what I think. Because I I mean, this, this feels like easy money to me. 
Well, it will be a seven-game series. You're talking to this business about Memphis in five. You're, you're absolutely kidding yourself. You're it, being ridiculous. It's it is the hottest of hot takes. Series. I don't know why you're on that it, one today. It's not the hottest of but hot the, takes. But the Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies are not dispatching of the L.A. Lakers in five games. This ain't going to be a gentleman's sweep. This is going to be a long series, six or seven games. I'm taking the Lakers in seven. All right, so let's, let's do this. I'll even make it a little bit more fair for you, okay? This series goes seven games, you win. Grizzlies win in four, five, or six, I win. How about that? And if the Lakers win, no matter how many yes. games the series goes, yes. then I win. Yes. Okay, cool. Let's put a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue on it. A bottle right. of Johnny Walker Blue. I, I You're mean, a Johnny Walker Blue fan. I'm, I'm a Johnny Walker Blue. A bottle of blue you know, with you, for the series the with the Lakers stuff. against the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's I go. I mean, you know, we, it wouldn't kill you to make it a little Mad Dog 2020 instead of Johnny Walker Blue, but that's no, fine. No, 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 no. I can't do that to my liver anymore. I can't do that Mad Dog anymore. <laughs> We're going to do it. a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. We only drink in top shelf. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. And I'm going to use the Johnny Walker blue that you're going to give me to celebrate the Lakers moving on to the second round. Thank you very much. You're going down swinging. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. It's got to be awesome to look at the world through those purple and gold-colored glasses, boy. It is, it is amazing to me. We are just getting started. Canty, in just moments, we are going to get into the NFL. One of our experts thinks... You need to pump the brakes on Lamar coming back just because Odell Beckham has signed in Baltimore. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Yeah, it's going to be spirited. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. The Lakers, by the way, Canty, are just slight underdogs in the series against Memphis. Just slight. So I'm really giving you a gift. You're welcome. But I still am you're very not, You're confident. not giving me a gift. Yes, I am. This is a conviction that you have. Well, you have a you're riding with the Memphis Grizzlies and saying they're going to win with five, in five. Not me. That's all you. We'll get back to it. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Whatever you have to tell yourself to help yourself sleep, Canty, I get it. ESPN NFL analyst Rob Nikovich joining us in studio right now. Canty is under this 
delusion that the Lakers are somehow going somewhere. Who? Who did wow. they just beat? <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm Look sorry. at him. He's, he's, don't sorry. do that, Nico. I'm don't sorry. do that. <laughs> don't, 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 don't co-sign the garbage they, that Carlos is trying to sell next? to you, to me, to all you. the number two oh. seed. Oh, boy. Wow. It might not go well. Wow. Get your broom out. Wow. wow. Even I didn't say that. You, you wow. Nico, you don't even believe that? You're just saying it to get me fired up, to get me hey. riled up, and I'm not going to let you steal my joy Bro, on this Tuesday, on this, uh, this Wednesday morning. I'm not going to let like you do a, it. what's that, the keyboard warrior? Because you ain't sitting next to me, so I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel real good about not having a guy 6'6", six, 6'8", six, six, 330. This is the equivalent of an egg avatar. Yes. Right now yes. Twitter gangsters, baby. Come the at Twitter me, come gangsters. at me, bro. Like, yeah. You're not in front of me. <laughs> Rob, let's start with the entire offseason that has been Lamar Jackson. Uh, did the move for Odell Beckham the other day signal anything one way or another for you? No. The, I, like, I feel like everyone is overreacting on this idea that because the Ravens signed OBJ that Lamar is going to say, you know what? The last two years, I've been looking for a big contract, and I asked for a trade uh, not very long ago, and I've been unhappy and felt unwanted or, guess, not value. My value isn't there for what you see me as and what I see myself as. He's not going to just walk right in the door and say, oh, OBJ's here. Like, I'll play for, I'll play for what you're going to pay me. He still wants to get a contract. Now, if, is OBJ in Lamar friends? Sure. Like, does that probably have a little bit of an influence on on where you go and, and where you sign? Yeah, but the $15 million fully guaranteed, that probably has a little bit more to do with it because I don't think any other team was willing to spend $15 million guaranteed on OBJ. So he Completely went to agree with you, Nico. Completely agree with you. I, I don't think the Odell signing is a prelude to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson working something out anytime soon. Uh, but I do want to shift gears and go to the draft. We were a couple of weeks away, and Mel Kuyper Jr. came out with his latest mock yesterday, and he had the Tennessee Titans moving up from 11 to number three to take quarterback Anthony Richardson. Now, that's a big swing, and it'll involve multiple premium picks, multiple first-round picks, a huge haul for the Arizona Cardinals if they were to try to execute that trade. What do you make of the Tennessee Titans taking that kind of swing right now based on where their team is at? I don't like it. Here's my thing. When has the last top five pick become a guy that you could say was worth all those draft picks that we gave to another team? Like, I can't think, like, when's the last top five pick that anyone has gone and got that you're like, oh, yeah, that was like a really good pick. Like, I feel like if you have a position in the draft that's anywhere from 15 – because where was the Titan? Where were the Titans at? Where do they want? Eleven, I believe. Eleven. They're at eleven. Exactly. If from fifteen 11. to one, I don't see the value in that uptick unless there was a guy that's a once like once in a lifetime opportunity. And in this draft, I just don't. I'm not in love with the projected top five quarterbacks. Like I'm just mm. not in love with them. Like there's little things um, that to me, if if I was in that position of the Titans, I would stay where I'm at and take best available instead of giving up a bunch of draft equity. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. So with that in mind, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, in a lot of ways you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. You're at the fourth spot. There seems to be a definitive 
line between the top two and the bottom two as far as those top four quarterbacks, would you be more comfortable drafting somebody at four as if it seems that they're headed in that direction? Or would you be trying to figure out a way to pry Lamar Jackson away after no, the draft? I think I would be okay at four. Um, you know, I was just, I'm looking at Mel Kuypers. They have him taking Will Levis. Right. Um, the only thing that concerns me about him is he looks a little t- too big to me. Like he looks. A lot too, of people are saying that he looks lately. too stocky. Like yeah. to me, a quarterback can be can be big and strong, but like to not be so muscle bound. Like that kind of makes me hesitant on injuries. You know, contact quarterbacks are supposed to be like Gumby, right? Flexible, be able to move. He looks a little too. He looks a little too rigid to me. But he he beefed up for a reason. I think it was to to look maybe a little bit more impressive. Throughout this whole offseason and, and pro days and stuff like that, which he does. He looks great. Um, but if you're the Colts, I think I'd stay at four um, and not put all my eggs in one basket on Lamar. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich on Greeny. And Rob, uh, it, Devin White, the all everything linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, comes out yesterday and says that he wants a trade out of Tampa, doesn't like how the organization has handled contract negotiations. This is a guy that's approaching his fifth-year option season. What do you make of that situation, and do you anticipate Devin White staying in Tampa, or is he going to be on the move uh, in a couple of weeks during before draft night? It's, it's tough because he got, a, he got a taste of what success and what you know those meaningful games felt like. So you think over the last you know few seasons, he's played with Tom Brady and really felt the way that that feels. And now, if you're in that organization, you got to feel like they just sold out to get one Super Bowl, and now it's we're letting everything walk out the door. You know, you let you let go Fournette, he's gone. Tom's gone. You know, the head coach is gone. Like it's just, I feel like. If you were there as a 25-year-old young player and you have five to eight years, like you're looking ahead, this next half of my career, I'm 25, I need to make the most of it and make the most amount of money, it's not It's not with the Bucks. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst. Um, I, I know you've spoken on this. I haven't heard your response to it. I'll ask the question. Just in what we saw with Bill Belichick a couple of weeks ago at the owners' meetings, You know, people made a lot about the fact, why should they have faith? about the last 25 years. When you look at where the Patriots are right now, what would you say gives people hope about where they're headed? I mean, number one, their defense isn't acknowledged enough. I think their defense last year was very, very good, and they've been very good for, I mean, every single year they seem to be at the top of the list when it comes to points scored, red zone defense. Last year we all understand that the offense is – it didn't do anything last year. It was very tough to watch if you were a Patriot fan. Um, so I think that their defense is going to be very good. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. And then offensively, now the biggest thing that I see that would be a problem with this offense would, number one, be offensive line You know, tackles. Are they going to have enough protection there for Mac Jones? Um, that looks like their Achilles heel right now at this point is their offensive line. You know, the last year they draft a, a guard in the first round, so they look, they should be okay on the inside part, but the pass rush protecting your quarterback. Uh, Mac Jones with, with Billy O and the, kind of that change, that new, that new offense is going to change and help Mac Jones 
So I would be optimistic and encouraged that they're going to have a great defense and hopefully through this draft they can build their offensive line for, for protection on Mac Jones. Nico, the Denver Broncos put it out there that Russell Wilson was among the first to report for off-season workouts. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous. Did he have his that camera crew with him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure I, I think was, it's kind of. I'm sure he had a few with him. Is this just, is this what they call false hustle? Yeah, it it feels like it. But I I gotta ask you this: Do you think Sean Payton is going to be able to get Russell Wilson and his Broncos franchise turned around? I would hope so because I, I really like Sean Payton. Um, he's a great head coach. He was the guy who drafted me into the NFL. So I, I've been around him in a new team with a new setting, trying to reset a culture. It's exactly what he did in New Orleans or my rookie year. Um, so I will say this. He's going to walk in with a specific attitude of things around here are going to change. What happened last year is in the past, and that's not happening again. We are here to do one thing, and that's to win football games. If you are on board with that, great, you'll be here. If not, you won't be here. So Russell Wilson, I think they probably had a little sit-down. have no idea if that happened, but had a little sit-down. And there's probably a discussion on, you know, we're resetting the culture here. Uh, You are a part of this culture because they paid you to be here. So now everyone is going to have to prove that they're worth being here. So Russell Wilson, we all know, played at a high level, but he hasn't played at a high level in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's been a while. Like I haven't seen Russell Wilson of what we remember in Seattle in a couple of years. And you know, you think back to Seattle. Well, it was the offensive line fault? Okay, then Denver, most sacks in the league. Maybe he's holding the ball too long. Mm. You know, maybe he's not making the right decisions. Maybe he's not putting the ball where it needs to be on time. So that's an issue. Sean Payton's going to try and make sure that he gets the ball out. of. Think back to to Drew Brees. Now, this might be the only issue. This might be one issue. Drew Brees and Sean Payton were like the same mind when it came to the play calling. Mm -hmm. When there was any issue, you'd see Drew Brees walk to the sideline, him and Sean going through the whole playbook, the whole sheet, looking at it, talking about it together, and then Sean giving Drew the freedom, you like this? Perfect. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. And he was able to – and Drew was very, you know, on top of everything when it came to his game plan, the system, getting the ball out of his hand quickly, using the tools around him. Russell Wilson is going to have to jump on board that really quickly because he can't do it all himself. He can't run anymore like he used to. Or he's going to get hurt. Just like last year, he got knocked out on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. You got to use your running backs to run the ball. You got to use your receivers on time. Get the ball out of your hand quickly, or else you're going to get sacked like he has the last few years. Rob, great stuff, bro. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, guys. Take care. Rob Nakovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Finally, baseball is back. Swing into the season with tickets to all the action. Plus, with basketball and hockey heating up, now is a great time to experience a game. From Vivid Seats, they're proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And from on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games. Every crack of the bat, every dribble down the court. Catch it all with Vivid Seats. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Canty, you know, this Russell Wilson, Sean Payton dynamic is going to be 
one of the big storylines of the NFL season. And I can't imagine being in the position at the end of the year if you're the Denver Broncos, still behind the eight ball on the Russell Wilson contract, and he is dead in the water as a player. That is a brutal spot to be in. No, that's not where you want to be. But if anybody can find a way to get the last good bit of football out of Russell Wilson, it would be Sean Payton because he's one of the best three play designers, play callers in the National Football League. So I have all confidence in him from that aspect of it. And I also believe in what Nico was talking about, Sean's intangibles as a head coach, the ability to come in there based on his credentials, based on his experience, and reset the culture for Denver. The, que- the biggest question to all of this is whether Russ is going to be amenable to what Sean is trying to implement. Can Russ play within the structure of the offense? Can Russ get the ball out of his hands quickly? Because that's not what Russell Wilson has been known for. This is a guy that loves to play off schedule, that loves to get outside of the pocket and go off script. That's a recipe for an aging quarterback to get himself knocked out of games. So I, I think this – this is going to have to be twofold on Russell Wilson. He's going to have to buy into what Sean is trying to do from resetting the culture, but also from an X's and O's standpoint, buy into the scheme that Sean is trying to use. And, and I just don't know that Russ at this stage in his career is going to change a whole lot. We'll see. Maybe he's due for a renaissance, but at this point, you kind of are what you are as a player. I don't have a lot of confidence that he's going to be able to reinvent himself. I just don't. You know, I... I... I want to have confidence in it. I I want to see Russell Wilson play at a higher level in Denver because I do think there's a decent amount of talent on that roster. The problem is the division they play in. Even if he is three-quarters of what he was, I don't think that's going to be good enough in the AFC West. No, you're going to be the third-best team in the division. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're going to be behind you know, the Chargers. You're going to be behind the Chiefs. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of the problem. And you're not all that far ahead of the Raiders if the Raiders get better defensively through the draft. And I will also say this. Sean Payton, a Bill Parcells disciple, they despise celebrity quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Despise them. I mean, that was, that was one. <laughs> like, like Bill told Tony Romo, don't become a celebrity quarterback. We ain't putting you in Canton tomorrow. Like, I just – with, with everything that's around Russell Wilson and some of the stories that you hear from people that have been teammates with him, uh, people that have played against him, it's just it's one of those situations where you worry about focusing more on being a celebrity quarterback than actually trying to win as many games as he possibly can. And I, I'm not saying that players shouldn't have off-the-field interests, but when, that, when your priorities are in question – is when coaches like Bill Parcells, coaches like Sean Payton are going to have a problem with you. I was with both of them in Dallas. I can tell you that that could end up being an issue in Denver if things go left early on in the season. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, there is a superstar in the NBA. Let me rephrase that. There is someone who is supposed to be a superstar in the NBA who may be close to a return. But should that return be with another team? And what do you do when you're in a personal slump? And I'm not talking about athletes. It's coming next. I need some advice. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of what I feel like Zion. I think we're reaching that time for the Pelicans to think about moving on from Zion Williamson. Yeah, Zion Williamson is a myth at this point. I think it's a pretty accurate word. Whoever that was sounded pretty smart. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The best teams start with great talent, but finding the right people can be a challenge. It's like sports scouts researching top athletes across the country to find potential picks for pro teams. So when it comes to hiring, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team Fast, ZipRecruiter sends your job over to 100 top job sites, and ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. To try ZipRecruiter for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Kenty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Kenty with Zion Williamson, it is starting to feel like the Minnesota or like the uh, New Orleans Pelicans have to figure out how long they're going to let this go on. Uh, we heard from him just the other day. In fact, let's hear some of that right now on when he is being close to, to being uh, el- to being able to return to the lineup. Physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of uh, when I feel like Zion. I know the atmosphere I'd be in uh, based off like the playoff experience. Uh, so now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, it just sucks. Uh, I love this game. I say it over and over. For those people that think that I just want to sit on the sideline just to sit over there, I don't know why people think that. But uh, now it sucks. I just, just want to be playing basketball. Well, we're not going to see him tonight at 9.30, Thunder and Pelicans uh, on ESPN and ESPN Radio, by the way. Maybe we see him next round, but can't he, at what point here, you have handed him all the money already, you are getting nothing on your return, mm-hmm. at what point do you have to make the tough decision if you're New Orleans? Well, you're not getting close to making that tough decision now. I mean, you just signed him to a five-year, $194 million extension. So there's there's no way that you're not going to see that through in terms of letting him get several years into the extension before you make a definitive determination on whether he's going to be a part of your long-term future or whether you're going to try to sell him off and get pennies on the dollar. Now, I think you've already committed to going down this road if you're New Orleans, if you're David Griffin. And you got to see it through. I just don't think you pull the plug on the Zion experiment, even though through the first four years you're talking about him playing in 114 of 298 possible regular season games. Oof. Big fella. He's missed 194 regular season games in his four years in New Orleans, including missing the entirety of the 2021-2022 season. So, yeah, it doesn't feel great right now in terms of the Pelicans getting the return on investment, but 
what other choice do you have other than to try to give him an opportunity to get healthy and figure out how he can stay health, stay available for your team throughout the regular season and on into the postseason where it matters most? Well, here's the thing, Chris. Can you allow him to come back and then start to look at it like, all right, we get a half season out of him and he's playing at a high level. Do you have enough confidence that he's somebody that's going to stay healthy for the long term? Because if you don't have that confidence, that to me is when you start to really look at it. I would, to be clear, I'm not trading him right now. I don't want to get nothing for him. Okay. And, and in essence, that's what you would be getting. Yes. I'm not getting out just to get out. But if I can build his value back up, why would I have the faith right now that he's going to do everything possible to stay healthy when, listen, let's call it what it is. He's a little overweight, and he has been a little overweight. And how much does that play into this? Does the conditioning have to change for Zion Williamson? He needs to look at everything within himself here. I don't doubt his passion to play, but he needs to look at changing something. Yeah, he's got to look at changing something, but let's also not jump out of the window. He's 22 years old. So maybe there's a little immaturity there in terms of his overall professionalism and taking care of his body like you're supposed to once you get to this level. He, he, does, he hasn't quite figured out exactly how to do that. He hasn't quite figured out how to keep his weight in check and what weight is going to be the most effective in terms of him being able to produce but also being available. I think there's a balance in there that he's trying to figure out, you know, and you have to give him time to adjust. You got to give him the opportunity to, to go through that learning curve and see if he can come out on the other side and be, you know, be what everybody expected him to be when the Pelicans took him with the first overall pick. Listen, the talent is undeniable. This season, you know, he only played in 29 games, but you're talking about him averaging 26 points on better than 60% shooting. And the guy is absolutely dominant in the paint, even though he's only 6'6". There is nobody like him in the NBA, and you're hoping that the young man can figure it out. Similar to what we saw with Joel Embiid with the process, right? Joel Embiid missed the first two years of his NBA career. Like Through the first four years of Embiid's career, he paid in 94 games out of a possible 328 regular season contest. Mm-hmm. So think about that. So you're talking about 94 games out of 328. So Joel Embiid had to learn what it took in order to get healthy, stay healthy, and how to maintain his body and all of those things. And now we're talking about this guy being on the verge of winning an MVP after leading the league in scoring in back-to-back years. So I, I think that There's the potential for Zion to have that kind of turnaround, even though the examples are few and far between. We're seeing an example right now with the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid. That's what Zion and the Pelicans should aspire to. I hope he can get it turned around as a basketball fan. But but as you said, big fella, Mm -hmm. you have doubts about whether or not he's capable of being able to do that. Well, with Embiid, it's a little bit different because they knew that they were drafting an injured player. They knew it was going to be a while before he could play. And in the third year, when he played 30-some-odd games, a good portion of that, it was Ben Simmons' rookie year, too, where just later in the year, they didn't have much to play for, and they kind of shut him down to keep him healthy. Which We're I only two really years removed from NBA playing in 51 games in back-to-back this years. this is an intriguing thing to keep an eye on. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or... 
Watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcasts.